Hey, if you want to master psychology required to become a superstar investor or business owner, you're going to want to watch or listen to today's show. And if you are interested in living a deeply meaningful, fulfilled life, you're also going to want to check the show out. In fact, I'm going to intertwine those two subjects because they go hand in hand. See on the inside. I met with my mentor a couple of days ago, and he said to me something like this. He said, you know, you can get all the information required easily to build a super successful business. You can also get all the information required to invest successfully in the share market, stock market, and property. He said, but very few people achieve results. And he said, because it comes down to their psychology. That's why on the header of my Facebook group, it says that wealth creation is 20% strategy, 80% psychology. And if you're not in that group and you're interested in this stuff, you're fooling yourself. Go get into the group now. Go to my website at perrymardon.com and you'll see on the homepage a link to the Facebook group. We produce a lot of content in that group, helping our investors and business owners really do far better in the pursuit of wealth creation and living a good quality life. But that sort of triggered today's talk. Now, one of the things that I'm doing is, and I actually like to work this way, I'm not working from notes. I have nothing planned. And maybe stumble a bit through this, but that's fine. I've been working with people very deeply for over 30 years. I've probably profiled the psychologies of more investors and business owners than anyone else on this planet. And because of my people reading abilities, and you know what people consider my sixth sense, my ability to see what's happening on the unconscious level for investors and business owners, I've probably got far more knowledge about human behavior's impact and human beliefs' impact on investing and business results. So I've got a whole background of expertise and knowledge that will sort of support me in today's endeavor, even though I'm doing it without notes or any sort of setup. When I run rooms, by the way, I learned years ago I'm better to run the room intuitively because if I come in there with any concept about what people want, I'm going to miss what they really do want and need. I trust my ability to intuitively work out what's happening in a room. So let's get to it. We're going to start with purpose. You know, for the most part, when a mother has a young baby, they experience an extreme sense of purpose. Their life becomes deeply meaningful. And of course, look, there's mothers that have hormonal issues after childbirth and they'll feel depressed and can't bond with a child. But for most ladies, they're going to experience that real sense of love they have for this child. And we look at that from a biological perspective. You can see that the mother's love is required 
The mother's love of the baby is required for her to sacrifice her own desires and, and her own egoic needs. Now, when I use the word ego, by the way, I'm talking about the personality. The personality, when you understand what a personality is, is an operating structure. It isn't who you are. And we'll probably get into that today. What is a personality? So I use the word ego and personality interchangeably. But this love of the child means the mother will sacrifice her own egoic needs. She will transcend her own desires in service of the child. And for the most part, that is an act of love. So she wouldn't perceive it as a sacrifice. Now, what we're seeing there is the love of something, the love of the baby is more important than her own tiredness. So when she's got to get up at two in the morning, she might feel a bit grumpy, but she's going to do it because she loves the baby. And you're going, Perry, what's this got to do with wealth creation? Well, it's got everything to do with wealth creation. It's actually got everything to do with living a meaningful life. You see, coming back to what I said before about my mentor, my mentor, as I said, said that the technical know-how, the strategies required to build a business are easy to obtain. Very few people will do it. The knowledge required to build a really good investment portfolio is easy to obtain, but very few people will do it. The reason being is that their personality or their ego structure, which is full of belief systems that they've inherited from their education system, from their parents, be full of self-doubt, fears. There could be sort of what we call money wounds, where as a child uh, you may have heard that your uncle lost the family farm through a foolish investment, so that's sort of lodged in there inside of your consciousness. And it's always sort of saying, don't invest, it's dangerous, it's dangerous. So this the mother... Coming back to the mother, the mother with the child. This is an example of loving something so much, desiring something so much, you're willing to sacrifice yourself. And that's required to push against the resistance that you will meet in the wealth creation journey. Without purpose, without a why, your ego structure, your personality will be too strong. Now, I'm going to be honest here. I'm going to say that it's pretty much how 80% of the population probably live. They're controlled by the ego structure, controlled by the stories of their personality, and they don't have a why big enough to push against it. And there's a problem with that, okay? So if you're not willing to get push against your personality structure, your ego structure, it will just keep staying the same in the same way that it is. It, it is a habit pattern. And this is one of the things you've got to understand. Your ego structure is a habit pattern. And so you've got to be able to bust that. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll just take this sideways and I'm going to find another example for you. So many years ago, I was asked to speak in public. And I was 
mortified when I was first asked. But there was something in me that really, really wanted to change my life. I knew that I had the ability to influence people. I knew that people got a lot from the work that I did with them because up until that point, I would converse to people, I would teach them, I would share things with them, more on a one-to-one basis. And so that part of me that loved doing that work really wanted to take this work and share it further. So we could say that's an inborn calling, and we'll be talking about that soon, what that means. It was an inborn calling. So I get the opportunity to speak in public, and all of a sudden, I'm mortified, frightened, and I feel sick. Because that request triggered all sorts of belief systems within my personal consciousness. The first one was, oh, who's going to listen to you? Who do you think you are was another one. You're going to get persecuted. You're going to get rejected. You don't know enough. And so that set up a war. The desire for an outcome to share and spread this wonderful work that we do versus the fears of my ego. Now, without that desire of the inborn calling, the ego would have controlled me. So, of course, what I did was I went and spoke in public. I felt sick beforehand. I didn't sleep several nights before I had to speak. Then I spoke and I probably did okay. I can't really remember, but I I got off the stage and I felt, and this is an important thing to understand, a deep sense that I had done the right thing. Because when you follow an inner calling and you push against the fears of your ego structure, you know you've done the right thing by the deep internal you. And your confidence will increase and your self-worth will increase and your energy will increase. If you are constantly ignoring an inner prompting, because your ego is scared, you secretly know it and you feel worse about yourself. You'll have lower self-esteem. You'll feel less confident because you know that instead of being courageous in in service of your calling, you've ignored your calling to honour the fears of your ego structure. And and somewhere deep down inside you, you know that's wrong. Now, these inner promptings, these inner callings, are part of our growth path, our evolutionary path. Mine's different to yours. But we all have them. This is why, you know, a, a, a born musician feels the prompting to play music. If they honour that, they're going to feel fulfilled. That's their path, their vocational path or their interest path opening up to them. So if we bring this back to the mother, 
you can see the mother has this calling, this great love for the child. And as a result of that, I mean, a mother will kill to protect her baby. Mothers have done all sorts of incredible things to ensure they bring their children up. Uh, at a workshop I'm going to be running on the Gold Coast soon, I'm going to be making the recording available. You look out for that. Uh, look out for information on that workshop coming out in the next week or so. Uh, but I'm, I have a lady there, her name's Lou Fowler, and she's going to be a guest speaker with me. Uh, she was broke, absolutely broke. And she had a, sing she had a, a child, she was a single mother. The relationship split up and she was on her own, broke, absolutely broke and struggling with this young child, Ryan, who I now know really well. And she just dug deep and she started a business with no money, but she knew that she wanted to give this child a life and she knew that required good income and she couldn't get that through a job. She also didn't want to experience what she had experienced as a child, which was extreme poverty. And she didn't want to experience that herself or bring her child up in that. So within five years, she built a $5 million a year business from her kitchen table. Now, that again... You can see the same dynamics being played out. Her love for her child, her, and actually you can, her love for self and respect for self and not wanting to be poor meant that she was able to build this business in five years. And she had to face and confront all sorts of fears and self-doubts and inadequacies within her ego structure. So it's that love that enables you to push against the controllingness of your personality or ego structure. So you can see we're sort of digging into the first lesson, which is if you want to build great wealth as an investor or business owner, you have to be connected to your why. And your why must contain passion and love in fact you know <laughs> you know when you've identified your why because the emotional energy that you will experience will show you it's for you okay so and this is how individual it is let's take a musician someone that's born to be a musician when they first start thinking about playing music and that comes to them they're so excited and inspired. Um, now, they're not, they may not be passionate. Uh, I'm a surfer. They might start thinking about surfing and they're not going to get that feeling of, oh, how unreal. Oh, that would be amazing. It, it's our inner feelings of joy that show us what our path is, what, what our path of evolution, what our path of fulfillment is. So you can understand that if you can't feel because you're a shut down human being, plenty of those around, you 
can't access your joy. You can't access your purpose because you can't feel as a human being. Okay, Remember that we all have the ability to shut down feelings or disconnect from our feelings. If you do that, your emotional intelligence is way lower than it would be if you could feel and really know deeply all your belief systems and how, what moves you and how you move. So, again, we look at two parts. There is what is the why, what is the purpose, what is the love that you have that will push you against your own ego structure. I know for myself personally, my love for my family will drive me to do things that my ego wouldn't do without that love. In fact, I was talking to a client this morning. The client has no children and they are an employee. Now, the problem for them is that they are so comfortable, their life is so comfortable that their ego is kind of like, well, I like this comfort. In this comfortableness, I don't have to feel uncomfortable. I don't have to feel pain. I don't have to feel challenged. And he's actually unconsciously organized his life, by the way, so he doesn't have children, he doesn't have a partner, he doesn't have commitments and responsibilities. Because the moment you have a commitment, you've got responsibilities. So you want to make sure your commitments are based on love. <laughs> then you've got responsibilities, but you have no issue or challenge self-sacrificing because of your love. I think you're getting me. So this particular gentleman, and this is just highlighting what I'm talking about, by the way. This particular gentleman really struggles to make big moves in his life, really struggles to evolve in the way that he could because he does not love something enough to move outside of what is comfortable. I'm not going to move from the subject for a little bit because it's just so important. You see, to create higher levels of wealth requires you to move outside of your comfort zone. So let's talk about a comfort zone for a second. What is a comfort zone? Well, in reality, a comfort zone is a competency zone. So wherever you feel competent is a comfort zone. And in the comfort zone, your ego can escape all its fears and concerns and worries. Well, for a certain amount of time, right? <laughs> I'll talk about that in a moment. So <clears throat> pretty much everyone watching this or, or listening to this, you have areas that you are just deeply competent in right now. And those areas that you're competent in don't provide you with a challenge, keep you feeling comfortable. We go back to what I was just talking about. The moment that you've got to up, upgrade or you, you have bigger wealth goals as a business owner or an investor, it suddenly means that you've got to learn new skills. Now, the moment you've got to learn new skills or gain new knowledge and then implement it, 
because gaining knowledge is nothing and heaps of people gain knowledge. It's only in implementing it that you take that knowledge and ground it out and make it a reality. But the moment that you have to get new knowledge, because you need that knowledge to get to the highest, higher levels of wealth, the that's the moment that your ego goes, no! <clears throat> because the very fact that you have to get new knowledge that must be implemented, which means you need new skills, will push you up against your self-doubt. Oh, can I do this? Or maybe this won't work. Maybe I'm not good enough. Or, 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 or there's all sorts of unknowns. Well, I don't know about that. Okay, so if I don't know about it, I'm, that means I can't be a master of it. I can't be a master. Or anything could go wrong. Okay. So you can start to see that if you're not connected, this is where I'm going with this, to a deep why... Because the same thing happens to me, by the way. The same thing happens. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you are. And there's a lot of bullshitters in the personal development industry, I can tell you. It doesn't matter who you are. You reach a level of success, and then you might have an inborn desire to go to another level of success. Uh, the moment that you start to leave that level of success, there's the unknown where new skills have to be learned. You will confront yourself. It's like a computer game. It's like a computer game. It's like you learn all the skills to get to that level. And you start feeling really comfortable at that. Then you go up the next level and you, you, it's scary. And it's, but the person who faces that the most, for the most part, will get to the highest levels because they navigate. They navigate the unknown zone the area outside of the competent their competency zone understanding that they're going to feel uncomfortable and the more you do this the more it becomes normal to feel a bit uncomfortable when you move outside of your comfort zone and then you start to realize something really quite profound is when i'm uncomfortable i'm evolving when I'm uncomfortable means I'm honoring what is supposed to be honored within my own consciousness because my consciousness wants to evolve. So it's only through moving to the unknown in pursuit of the next level that we are forced to develop character traits and new skill sets in the unknown so it becomes the known. Now, again, without being deeply connected to your why, it can be hard to navigate the unknown because that force, bring it back to the mum, the mum's love for the child will get her to do anything, okay? Confront all sorts of pain or challenges probably getting this now this is really important to understand i mean i've worked with people for years so i see this most people hide from their true passions and purposes and loves they hide from it 
They don't want to touch it. They don't want to know it. Here's why. Just imagine this for a second. You grew up in a family and your parents were professionals. And you loved being outdoors and running around in the bush and playing sport. You're an outdoors person. But your parents, based on their value systems, kind of frowned on that. You know, where's that going to get you? Well, in hindsight, you could tell them, get me everywhere. I could have a lot of fun, joy, because I'll be doing what I love. And that'll give me heaps of motivation. And I can build all sorts of wealth around that because I'm doing what I love. So this professional family, imagine it, you outdoors child and the parents are sort of well, where's that going to get you? you you need to go and get a proper training and you and and you do 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 so you end up in uh, <laughs> you go to uni- university and you learn accounting and you know here you are you're 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 40 years old and oh, by the way at accounting school school you met your near the end of it at, at the end of university you meet your uh, now wife well first of all your life was set up on a lie that's the first thing i want to say your life was set up on a lie this is why in the schooling system and as parents we should find out what our kids love what they're about what what what, who they are as individuals and nurture them to be who they are not so much project who we are onto them or our value systems onto them. That doesn't mean you can be a weak parent and let your children away with everything and anything, but I think you get my drift here. So in that case, in that example, this person who is now an accountant is living a lie because they're they're living out what their parents told them to live out. They're not living out what was true for them. And, you know, by the time they're 40, they're starting to feel real depressed and flat and like, a, uh, like they're trapped. And um, their marriage doesn't feel that great either. Because when you marry someone when you're in a lie, uh, it, it doesn't last. It's hard for it to last, I should say. Anything you do out of the lie was based on the lie. So this, this, you're feeling flat, you're feeling depressed. Well, in reality, you don't want to really know what you're passionate about because what you're passionate about is usually what you were passionate about as a kid but wasn't honoured. Because if you looked inside and you got really honest, you'd go, you know, I can't stand being an accountant. Now, by the way, this isn't about accountants. I've I, I got friends of mine who love being accountants. It's about honouring your calling, what you're here to do, what you're about. Okay. So in this case, this person doesn't want to look inside and, and, and go, oh, you know what I really, really want to be doing? You know, uh, uh, I want to be working for the national parks. Or, you know, uh, uh, I'd like to have a little farm. Because self-inspection, when you've been living a lie, is painful. Because... If you were, <coughs> excuse me, if you were to truly self-inspect and own 
what really mattered to you, what your purpose really was, what your loves really were, you're going to have to address the entire structure of your life, which is based on a lie, which would include your marriage, where you live, your career. You might have to threaten the sense of financial security you have. So people end up with a vested interest, which is, I don't really want to know what I'm passionate about. I, I, re- I don't really want to know what my purpose is. Now, if, if you've come up through the education system, you've gone to a schooling system, and you didn't, you've, you've worked for others, well, that just will can make things worse because your whole life has been set up following the compliance or, or being compliant to power structures above yourself rather than honoring who you are. You know, I was thinking about this this morning, by the way. Most business owners have a rebel. And typically, the more entrepreneurial you are, you have a rebel. So personally, <clears throat> this is not better or worse. I break, broke three of a lot of those paradigms when I was younger because I, I you know, why do I do it? I want to go surfing. I, I didn't want to be trading my time for money. I didn't want to be stuck in an office. I was, I remember I was 17 and I was picked up as a training manager for Freightways in New Zealand and I had 40, 17, I had 40 men under me. They were like in their 40s and 50s. They didn't like me, by the way, of course, because I was young. Who's this young guy who's our boss? You know, I tried that. I, did, I didn't like it. I felt like it killed my spirit. I wanted to be able to go and do what I loved to do, which was to go surfing and traveling, um, when I wanted to do it. That's why I followed that. I I remember, actually, this is a good story because it highlights what we're talking about. <laughs> I won't go into this too much, but uh, maybe for another time. Like, I was a rat bag. I was in Borstal for violent offending at a young age. Um and anyway, I, I sort of cleaned my life up through this work of, of the transformative side of the work that we we teach our business owners and investors. Uh, I learned that myself because I had to shape, uh, reshape myself and how I thought and my behaviours. Um, so yeah, after 17, I was cleaning my life up. I'd, I'd been in Borstal for violent offending and I think by the time I was... 19, if I remember rightly, it's a long time ago now, I'm 53, the, I had a house and I had this corporate job and I was a trainee manager with, with 40 people under me and I had this beautiful girlfriend and everyone thought, wow, because Perry, you're doing so well, my, my entire community were like, wow, you're just doing so well. My parents were proud of me, etc. And uh, but I just felt terrible. I just felt terrible. I felt trapped and flat. Is this? I'm only allowed three weeks holiday a year. Really, really, is that my life? So through this work, the work that we we do from a psychological perspective with our clients, I started to interest in, in internalize my awareness and start to own what it is that I really loved. And what I really loved at that point, it's 
been expanded on since then is I wanted to go surfing. I, I, I liked being outdoors. I liked sport. That's the only thing I knew I liked and I, and I loved. And I, I just remember like the war that went on inside of my own consciousness. Like, yeah, but what will people think of me? But I, I, I've been brought up that, that I'm supposed to have this job and this career and this security. And I, I remember when I made the choice, you know what, I'm going to go to Hawaii. I'm going to go and surf in Hawaii. Um, you got to remember, this is in '80s, a different world. This is, you know, very conservative time. The world wasn't as open as as free as it is now. And I remember my entire family and, and most of my community turning on me, like "You're nuts, Perry! What a loser! What a loser!" I had so much pressure to conform to the way that they thought. So I went to Hawaii and then I learned another lesson. I remember it would be Wednesday afternoon and I'd be about 12 o'clock and I'd just come in from the surf and I'd have this voice in my head that would go, this is, what are you doing? You should be at work. How dare you have fun on a Wednesday at 12 o'clock? So that was a, a belief system I had to confront. <clears throat> because, by the way, if you want to be a, a wealthy person with freedom, you want to get used to uh, having long holidays um, and uh, having time off and then enjoying yourself while your, 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 your income-producing resources work without you. Now, today's not the day for this, but you've probably seen from some of my other podcasts and when I'm interviewing my uh, some of the show attendees. By the way, if you want to be on the show, go to the website, look for the show page and apply. I will give you profound breakthroughs that will really help you get far more profit as a business owner or investor and anonymity. Is that how you say it? You will be anonymous. Um, so you don't have to be revealing yourself in public. I will use another name. So feel free to apply. Interesting. 50% of people go, no, you, you can just use my name. 50% of people go, no, I'd like to keep it protected. And I, I understand that. So, <clears throat> yeah, just back to finish that off. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I have a bit of a, a flu at the moment. The So I'm in Hawaii and I, I can see, like, all that conditioning. You can't have fun. You just can't have fun. You, you, you've got to work from 7 o'clock in the morning to, to 6 o'clock at night. And if you do that, then you're allowed some fun. You've got to get over that thinking. But... Uh, that experience of admitting how much I didn't like my life, even though everyone thought it was I was successful, and admitting that what I really wanted to do was go surfing and be outdoors, <clears throat> that was a challenge because at that point I had my calling and it's almost as though Life or my own consciousness was going, what are you going to do, Perry? Are you going to cave into your ego's fears and programming? Or are you going to follow? So it was like a test. And I do believe these things are tests, by the way. I don't think there's a God out there testing you. But consciousness itself is seeing what you're going to do within yourself. Your own inborn self is watching. How are you going to be? How are you going to act? Perry, you're given your calling, it's to go surfing. And then the other part of me is going, 
but that's trivial. How can I base my life around surfing? What will people say about me? I'm supposed to be working all the time. Am I going to give up this house that I have, this relationship, give up this career because it makes me unhappy and I think that going surfing and being outdoors is going to make me happy? What am I going to do? The choice to follow my heart, follow that calling and push against my ego's fears and push against uh, the people in my community and my family and their viewpoints about what I should do was a breakthrough moment for me because after that I really, really realized, and I've been tested many times since, that every time I follow my heart, yes, I will experience challenges in my ego, um, but my life just takes on deeper and deeper levels of meaning and this leads me on to more joy, more fun, and more wonderful experiences. I met my beautiful wife. My, my wife is, I often think about this, right? My, my wife is, uh, I can't even begin to explain. She, we, she's just beautiful. We, we have an amazing relationship, absolutely amazing relationship. And I think about how I met her, how I met her. And if I hadn't chosen to go to Hawaii, to become a surfer. And then as a result of being in Hawaii, I saw business owners that were surfing all the time and hardly working, so I was always in there, well, how are you doing this? How are you doing this? Then I came to the east coast of Australia and I was uh, travelling up on my way to Margaret River to surf and I ended up in Byron Bay, and people asked me to set up a restaurant for them, help set up a restaurant. And then some other people asked me to manage a, another restaurant while they went overseas, which is work I used to do. I've been involved early years setting up and running restaurants for people that had a lot of money. Um, and lo and behold, one day this beautiful, blonde, sexy, smart, intelligent woman walks into this place that I was running while the owners were away overseas and instantaneous just like that we had this connection and that connection has stayed to this day um passion a real connection between two of us now that only happened because i lived an authentic life so i met someone that was totally in line with what i was about and this correlates back to what we were talking about before when you are living a lie, all your choices are based on the lie. It's usually unsustainable where when you choose things authentically, everything else that you choose off the back of that is authentic and will tend to work out for you. Okay, so lesson one, you must have something greater than your ego, meaning a desire, a purpose, a love that will allow you to push against your ego structure, move outside of your competency zone into the unknown. If you don't have that love, if you don't have that deep calling, you don't have the opposite force to the fears of your ego structure. <clears throat> Second and last learning for today, because my throat's not going to last, It's really important to learn to observe your 
personality. And a lot of people might find this quite strange, but you are not your personality. Most people identify with their personality. They think they are their personality. Now, there are a multitude of reasons for wanting to know everything about your personality. There are so many benefits that's just absolutely amazing. So the first thing is it will increase your emotional intelligence. <clears throat> now, emotional intelligence is, well, you understand yourself. You don't have many blind spots. You're not unconscious. It means that you have a very deep relationship with yourself and you know all these things about yourself. Now, most people are unconscious and know very little about themselves. So already that puts you at an advantage. But let's just keep with the theme that we've been using today with purpose um, and connecting to your calling and and that love allowing you to go into the comp- uh, outside your competency zone, outside of your comfort zone, into the unknown, which is the area you have to enter. Right? In mythological terms, this is where the demons are. Right? The demons are in your own unconscious. They're going, <clears throat> you're going to get hurt if you stay out there in the unknown. You're going to get hurt... Right, because you don't have the skills, you don't know enough. Come back to where you were. Okay, you've got to face your demons, so to speak, when you're in the unknown. In mythological terms, it's a dark night of the soul, it's a hero's journey. One of the reasons that I can navigate that reasonably well is because I know all the different parts of my personality. <coughs> Excuse me, as you can see. I have a part that's very forthright, direct, and straight. And this part of me can doesn't mind conflict, doesn't like it, but it's willing to engage in conflict. It can express its opinions. It doesn't really care whether people uh, like it or not. Um, I have another part of me that's more soft and, and, and sensitive and would be concerned about how people view me. You see, I'm both those things, and I see them very, very clearly. I also have parts of me that are courageous, and I have parts of me that have cowardice. And by the way, I'm equally able to own my coward parts as I am my courageous parts. (laughs) So many people, especially males, they won't own their coward part. And they'll use bravado and try and show everyone their courageous parts. And they, in reality, they're trying to show themselves their courageous part. Their coward part that's disowned sits on the unconscious level. It rules the roost. These are people that don't take a lot of action. They'll talk a lot. But because they don't see their coward part, it controls them from the unconscious outside of the awareness, which means it's in their blind spot but they don't even know they've got a coward part because they must keep the bravado up for themselves and to show the world. These people would judge having a coward in their consciousness. I don't. Of course I've got a coward part of me. Coward part has a very functional attribute to it. Um, I'm 53. When I was 30, I remember chucking myself over all sorts of ledges, even into my 40s as a surfer. Ledges are heavy-duty waves. Now... My coward part, as I'm paddling to those ledges, is going, be careful, be, be real careful. I was in hospital about four years ago. I split my head open really badly on a very shallow reef in Indonesia. 
I wish the coward part had told me at that stage, don't go, Perry. So the coward part has um, a real quality attributes to it. So just to quickly show you when you can observe the parts of your personality and see the games they're up to and what they're about, how they're functional and dysfunctional, you start to develop self-mastery as a wealth creator. Seriously, you start to develop self-mastery as a wealth creator. So as an example, for a conscious person, a conscious person has high levels of emotional intelligence. They're able to introvert awareness and inspect their personality. So they start to disidentify from the personality. They can see their coward. Their coward. Now the coward might say, don't, don't get involved with that investment. And because you can see that part of you, you can now analyze, well, why is it saying that? Hmm. Well, it's saying that because uh, growing up, I kept hearing about how Uncle Donald lost the family farm. Okay, well, was that rational? No, that's not particularly rational. And then, well, my inner accountant, no, well, I've done all the risk analysis, it's fine. So this is irrational, okay, this, this coward part. Okay, I'll go and do the investment. Or the coward part saying, be careful. Oh, maybe I should, maybe I, I'll go back and just do some double checking here, okay? The coward part aids, but because you can see it, you can work out whether it's dysfunctional or functional. A person who can't disidentify, can't split their personal app into the different parts, will be making unconscious decisions from parts of them that don't uh, have wealth creation <laughs> as their highest value system, making your wealth creation choices for you. While we're here right now, go and go to uh, perrymartin.com. And if you haven't already, do my entrepreneurial profiling system. Whether you're an investor or a business owner, entrepreneur, it will really help you understand your strengths and weaknesses. It will help you learn about your personality as a wealth creator. It will help you learn what mistakes you are guaranteed to make. I'll say that again. It will help you learn what mistakes you are guaranteed to make. Now, what do I mean by that? Okay, so my personality is made up of parts that are gifted, have strengths, and I have parts of me that have weaknesses. So as an example, I struggle at times to have high attention to detail. But in regards to communicating grabbing concepts, seeing strategy, or reading people, and then communicating what I'm reading in that person, I'm gifted. And my profile, which, as I said, you can access the entrepreneurial profiling system. You can access, just go to the website. You'll see a link to it. It takes about five minutes to do it. It'll spit out a report telling you your gifts, strengths, and weaknesses. Um, my profile shows me that, shows me where I'm weak. And wherever we're weak, we're guaranteed to make mistakes. Now, what do I do about that, by the way? I employ people that are really strong with details. Anyway, I must stop <coughs> because I'm just going to 
cough in a few minutes. I can feel that coming on. I hope you got a lot from today. It's a bit different to what I normally do in these um, podcasts. If you're watching or listening, send me through a message. Let me know in the comment section or flick through an email to admin at perrymardon.com letting me know if you like this style of show. Now, if you want help connecting to your purpose, you want help and assistance working through any internal or external roadblocks as a wealth creator, book a Breakthrough Profit Workshop with me. It's only $300. Full money back guarantee. If we don't deliver in the way that we say we're going to deliver, you get all your money back. It's me and one of my coaches. And we will use our people reading skills and our strategic nows to give you breakthroughs in one session that would take 15 sessions with a normal coach. Go check it out. Again, it's on my website under, I think it's uh, help, under the help section, Breakthrough Profit Workshop. Hope you got a lot from today and uh, I look forward to doing the show next week. I'm interviewing a business person out of the States and I am really looking forward to that. You're going to get a lot of insight on how to scale and build a business that provides you with at least 80% passive income. I'm really looking forward to doing this interview. Um, I learn too when I do them. Till next time, see ya.